baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On News Radio 930 WBEN, this is Buffalo Means Business, where local businesses and services tell their stories. I'm Randy Bushover. If you have one of those stories to share, send me an email at randy.bushover at entercom.com. Joining me is Jared Thurber. He's sales manager and bar manager of Bar Cultivar. It's all connected with Leonard Oaks Estate Wineries. And uh, Jared, let's uh, first of all talk about the fact that it's it's been what, a decade that you've been in the winemaking business already. Correct. Um, yes, we first started fermenting in 2007. Uh, opened our doors uh, a little bit after that with our first vintage, and uh, you know been growing and you know pushing the boundaries of winemaking in the in Western New York region for yeah 10 years. And uh, for those unfamiliar, up on the ridge, as it's known out there, right? Yes. Route 104, just out, just in Orleans County, whereabouts? Uh, so our tasting room is on 104 in Medina. Uh, just because if we took everybody to Lindenville, uh, it's more more tractor, tractor traffic than it is uh, car traffic, and people could be getting lost. So we do grow everything, we ferment everything in Lindenville, and we move it all up to the ridge on 104, where there's a lot more traffic and it's easier to find. And the history of the place goes well beyond just the decade of producing wine and then growing grapes for that production. Uh, talk a little bit about how things got started. Uh, so as a, uh, a family of growers, of apple growers, we've been in business. This is our 100th year of business, actually. Um, it's been through four generations. Jonathan, myself, and Christopher Oaks are uh, the fourth generation of fruit farmers in the family. Um, and, you know, it's, it's made big jumps between every generation. Uh, but as it goes along, uh, Daryl Oaks, part of the third generation, you know, decided to start planting wine grapes and cider apples. And I think a little bit of that was to diversify what we do, uh, but also to kind of uh, entice maybe the fourth generation to come back and do something new in the region um, and, and to keep this family business going uh, in a dynamic nature. So we did that. And then, again, we all came back. We, we realized the resources back here in this area, along with our Aunt Wendy, uh, who is now the uh, president uh, of, the, of both companies, Leonard Oaks State Winery and Linocan Farms. Um, and now we're just, you know, we're going hard into uh, the cider world uh, as we've been for 10 years also. And what was it? Was there any one thing or just multiple things that, curious how you came upon the idea of changing what you were doing as a farm to start growing grapes, cultivating grapes with the idea that you might ferment a few? I think it was a little bit of Daryl's passion to start off with. Um, and I think when you look at uh, farming and Mother Nature and how that all plays together, we're, we're very apple focused, but you know, Mother Nature could kick us in the butt one year and we have nothing left. So sitting down, you know, thinking about strategy and how do we stay in business if we do have a bad, uh, you know, bad uh, year, um, it, it, it helped uh, push forward on that level. It's to say, bad year, this could offset those bad years. Uh, if we have grapes, we've got, a, we've got uh, Jonathan Oaks, who was our winemaker, who was very interested in fermenting them. Uh, so we have a lot, lot different streams of uh, revenue coming through at this point. And the other thing that uh, uh, that people may not know, the, the whole point of this Niagara Wine Trail, of which you are a big part, mm -hmm. is conditions have to be just right. Soil and temperature and all that, right? The climate. Yes. Uh, you're speaking on terroir, kind of the sense of place of where grapes grow and where grapes are, uh, where wines are made. Um, 
we have to stick to some uh, specific hybrids when it comes to cold, hardy vines. Uh, it's tough to grow some of the big reds that a lot of people see out of the West Coast because we don't have the degree days per se. So we stick to what we know. We stick to what grows, um, and we stick to those styles that make sense for this part of the uh, for this part of the world. And a balance of reds and whites, right? Pretty much traditional ba standard fare for most places. Balance of red blends. Uh, in the best years, we'll have single varietal reds. Uh, but we really crush, you know, whites. They do so well around here. We have a little bit of an edge up on the East Coast from the West Coast. And you mentioned uh, that there are uh, certain varieties that you can't grow, but how many do you grow? I think we've got a total of, uh, let's see, 15 in, in our our little vineyards, um, some hybrids, some vinifera. Um, we lean, uh, when it comes to reds, we lean heavy on Cabernet Franc. Uh, Pinot Noir is a, a, a uh, a tough bit out at our property, and everything else tends to go towards uh, whites. And pretty well known uh, you you guys are because you've got the, the metals to back it up for making higher end wine. And not to disparage, you know, just any plain old person doing the winemaking thing. What makes those wines that you produce of a higher quality? I think we focus on growing first and the conditions in which we grow and pick and harvest. Uh, from there, uh, we've got Jonathan, who's got uh, a very uh, a great uh, palate uh, for fermentation. Um, he understands the science behind that very well. We focus very hard on that, uh, beyond that. And we also, again, we stick to what we know does well in this region. We don't try to push things into a mold that doesn't work. Uh, so we stick right there. Again, we've really hung our hat on ice wine also. Uh, we've become, uh, you know, we've sent it all over the world. And we like to stay there also because it fits in, in our region. It fits with our temperatures. Obviously, over the last couple of days, you can see exactly when we would have been picking ice wine. It's right about then. And uh, we've done that for many years, and I'm glad we didn't have to do it this year because we took the year off of ice wine. Yeah. yeah for those unfamiliar, ex ex explain that a little further because I I'm talking about conditions being everything yes. in the business. Specific to ice wine, you have to have a certain condition during which you would pick something that you left on the vines intentionally. Correct. Uh, Generally, uh, for us, that harvest time comes around uh, end of January, but you have to be 17 degrees or below, when, according to Canadian VQA standards. We stick to the standards because we think it does produce the best ice wines. Um, traditionally, our ice wines have gone through a couple different freeze and thaw cycles, so it further concentrates all of that juice uh, uh, in, in, in the acidity. The sweetness just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, again, in Western New York, we tend to pick uh, end of January as uh, it shows this year, its beautiful teeth into the uh, conundrum of buffalo. Yeah, and again, the whole point is it it, it concentrates the sugars, right? The content that that is what's Correct. trapped in there and what makes the ice wine different from a regular wine. Correct. Um, and it's press frozen, uh, so you get very little out of that 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 nectar that comes out of that berry at that point. Um, and it's absolutely delicious. It is a different type of drink. You don't drink it like a normal wine. You're drinking two ounces at a time. But uh, it's definitely a lot of value there. It takes a specific drinker to enjoy ice wine, but it's all natural sweetness. There's nothing added to that, and it's just concentration on the vine. Speaking with Jared Thurber, sales manager, bar manager of Bar Cultivar, which we'll get to in a second, with Leonard Oaks Estate Winery and Lynn Oak and Farms. And uh, before we talk a little bit more about Bar Cultivar, which is kind of the newest part of the enterprise, another thing that people... Uh, probably need to know if they don't already have this knowledge. Uh, steampunk cider, you've really carved out a niche because this has now gone to a number of locations throughout Western New York where it's available. Yes. Um, so we came up with, uh, Jonathan really cut his teeth on fermenting ciders way back in 2003, three, four when we started planting the vines. Um, and when we came out the, initially in the winery, we just kind of had a, a traditional Old English sparkling cider. 
it did not really hit the market that well. People didn't quite understand it. Uh, when Jonathan, Wendy, and I sat down to kind of rebrand what that cider was, uh, Jonathan came up with Steampunk Cider, uh, mainly because it's a blending of two different worlds. Um, it's a blend of kind of the old world and the new world, meaning traditional cider apples blended a little bit with you know, dessert apples uh, on that level also. And it's an intrigue factor. Um, many people are very interested in this style now. It's a, you know, a literary genre. Uh, but again, we carved it out for cider, especially in Western New York. We put our tag on it all the way to New York City. Um, and we, we really focus on the varietals that we use uh, in that cider. And that's why we tend to differentiate from kind of the commercial side of cider making. Now, can you make a, a cider out of well, this particular cider out of any apple, or does it need to be a specific apple? Our our ciders sure. uh, tend to very much be focused on a specific set of cider apples that we grow. With our Steampunk Original cider, uh, it is blended with uh, a small part of Fuji uh, apples, so it gives a little bit more fruit up front, which is uh, the nation is very much used to. Everything else that we do, we're doing single single varietals of, which is very you know dry, tart, tannic. Uh, ciders, very focused on the varietal also. Um, but again, you can you can uh, ferment any any apple into a cider. Um, they just don't have the characteristics that I think make it a great cider. Gotcha. Now, uh, we've been mentioning uh, this new thing that's going on for Leonard Oaks Estate Winery, the Bar Cultivar. Yes. Uh, obviously a bar, right? Correct. But it's more than just that, right? <laughs> uh, we tend to think so. We don't know. I mean, people tell us what it is. Um, but uh, yes, uh, again, it goes back to us trying to uh, spread our wings a little bit and diversify what we're doing. Uh, but the, we're a cidery and a winer, winery, really, but the ciders kind of got lost in the wine world. Uh, so this is Bar Cultivar is the way that we can start to break out Steampunk Cider and Leonard Oaks Estate Winery. Uh, it is a cider-focused bar. We do have our wines, uh, we do have spirits, we do have beer, uh, but again, our focus is hard onto traditional grower heritage ciders, um, of which we want to see more of that market grow. Um, but this was us as Leonard Oaks Estate Winery saying, we need to start separating these brands out so we, will, we, we can be known as uh, you know, steampunk ciders as opposed to Leonard Oaks Estate Winery making ciders. Uh, and it's, it's working out pretty well right now. Again, Buffalo's tough in the winter, obviously. The, uh, the Buffalo conundrum of getting a, a, a business open uh, over the last couple of days was tough. You got to weigh a lot of different benefit scenarios, but uh, we're loving it. Buffalo's always, Buffalo has allowed us to grow as a winery, and I think it'll do the same as a cidery. What about uh, production cycles? I know wine, uh, well, beer takes quite a bit of time. Mm -hmm. And uh, wine and cider, are they similar, different in terms of how long it takes from pressing the grapes or squeezing down the apples to make either product? Yeah, cider is wine. Uh, the only differentiating factor between the two is uh, alcohol percentage. Uh, so we, we tend to treat it like wine because we do come from that pr perspective. Um, but again, cider, the cycle in you know from press to fermentation to finished product, uh, other than aging, is pretty much the same. Uh, we, we tend to age wines. With ciders, we age a little bit. Um, but again, those ciders through fermentation are ready to go. Now, for those unfamiliar, whereabouts are you located if people are interested in stopping by? And they should be interested in stopping by because you've got a lot to, to take in. There. Oh, yeah. Come get geeky with us for sure. Uh, but we are at 65 Vandalia Street in a building called the Barrel Factory, uh, which we tend to refer to as the fermentation destination of Buffalo. Um, within the Barrel Factory, there is Lakeward Spirits. There's Pressure Drop Brewing. There's Snowy Owl Kombucha, Buffalo's Best Cucina. A bunch of us uh, that have come together, and we're all fermenting. Uh, we're all production-oriented uh, uh, businesses, and that's all under one roof called the Barrel Factory. And it was just a, a really 
a really easy way to get into the Buffalo market, you know, our home, our home market, um, and really come along with some like-minded people. Uh, we have a small space there uh, inside on the first floor, and that's all I wanted there because I really want to, you know, I want to be uh, a place where people go and they, they try and experiment different ciders, but we're also kind of a tasting room too. We can, you know, we can sell you bottles to, to take home. We can do all of those things. And we do have a great uh, selection of, you know, meats, cheeses, macarons, everything that, uh, you know, we have to do for the State Liquor Authority, uh, you know, licensing. All right. Now, what, what's also intriguing to me, and it, it's too bad we don't have much more time to get into this, but the, the fact that you just talked about you've got all under one roof, the, the cider-making process, the wine-making process, the beer, the craft brewers, all you guys get along. It's, yeah. it, even though you compete and have your own specific things that you put out, products that you put out, everybody always kind of bounces ideas off each other, which I think is really unique. Well, I think the whole building is, is, has been put together under uh, the idea of cooperation. Um, we very much resonate that with, with that. Um, we've only grown because of the partnerships we have. We're a small business, uh, so those partnerships are, you know, integral into us growing and utilizing each other's, uh, you know, base clientele and bringing in all those different facets and working together to create cool products and, and you know, cool events and things like that. All right, Jared Thurber, sales manager, bar manager, bar cultivar. That's uh, inside the Barrel Factory at 65 Vandalia Street. And uh, the other things we've been talking about, uh, Leonard Oaks Estate Winery, Lynn Oak and Farms, up on the Ridge, Correct. 104 in uh, Orleans County. Did yes, I get them all right? You did. Perfect. <laughs> Very well. Jared, pleasure chatting with you. Too bad we didn't have a half an hour to do No, that. no Same problem. Thing. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate it. All right. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930, WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.